0: And now it's time for the Long Island Abate Motorcycle Show. Here's your host, Jim Barr. Good
1: morning and welcome to the Long Island Abate Radio Show. I'm Nancy G, your host for this morning's show. Um, I am filling in for Jim Barr this week. Again, I said it last time, I got big shoes to fill for him. Um, Thank you, Jim, for letting me be here today. I wanted to wish everybody a belated happy 4th of July. And congratulations to all the kids that graduated school these past couple of weeks. I just want to mention that our Long Island Abate Campout is going to be on the weekend of August 23rd and 24th. You can visit our website, www.longislandabate.org, to purchase your tickets. Um, You can also see a board member um, at one of our meetings, and we have tickets that we can sell to you. They're $30. They'll be $40 two weeks prior to the campout. So hopefully we'll get to see you. We have Southbound playing at our camp out this year. My guest for today is Preach, founder of the Sucker Free MC Facebook page, professor, personal trainer, and dad to three children. Thanks for being here, Preach.
2: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: You're very welcome. Um, I wanted the show to be about the social media, like Facebook. I am um, sh- I don't really know much about Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm always on Facebook. I used to go on MySpace. We have a mutual friend, Lorenzo, that had reached out to me I'm going to say back in November and he said, Nancy, you have to respond to something on preacher's page, sucker free page. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know anything <laughs> about it, but I will. And it was regards to the incident that happened in the city. Right. Um, so I read up what you wrote about it. Um, and I just want to personally thank you for being a huge supporter of a bait, not just long Island debate, but in bait in general, you've been really actively pushing your membership to look into the local abate chapters because Absolutely. we really do a lot of great stuff.
2: Absolutely. You do. It's uh, it's, I mean, the organization, I mean, I don't have to tell you, it's incredibly important to the, uh, to the MC community. And I, I just find it, you know, very ironic that you have so many people in our community that complain about the, uh, the laws and the things and, the, and how we're treated. But, you know, they're not working with an organization that's empowered uh, to help us fight those things or, or address them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, especially on the, uh, in the urban bike community that's uh, that's really uh, you know really terrible thing in that you know these guys uh, you know get I'm not going to say it, it's like a stop and frisk I guess you know on their on their bikes the most and they're not participating in uh, in an organization that will actually help curtail a lot of this stuff so I always push a bait whenever whenever I can you know um, it's just a positive thing you mm-hmm. know I, I just think it's important for our community to be involved so uh, thank you guys for everything that you do.
1: Thank you very much. I know um, I have given you bracelets and magnets to hand <laughs> out to your uh, your fans that yeah, don't want shirts.
2: They uh, you know you know it's incredible because we have a uh, you know this uh the whole uh free thing which is just absolutely I, I mean I'm I'm impressed by it. I I sit back and it's really it's bewildering, bewildering to me, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of everything that's happened. But what we do, um, you know, the shirts are a big part of what we do. A lot of people want shirts or different merchandise that we sell, and everything that goes out um, goes out with some information about a bait, whether it's the uh, the sign up form, sign up sheet, whether it's the, uh, rub, the wristbands or the bumper stickers. You know, so it's it's part of it, and to be honest, people love getting it. You know, they're like, oh, I didn't pay for it. How, how much do I owe you? I was like, just find out about a bait. That's why we do it. It's a brand awareness Mm-hmm. Uh, type thing, so a lot of people they just love it, and I actually get requests for it. You know that I've I've harassed you a few times. I need more stuff, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and here, Nancy goes. There you go <laughs> <laughs> with bracelets. Go,
1: I I crack up when I see pictures of you, and there you are wearing all the bracelets. I yeah. wear them too. I have well, them on my bike.
2: Well, you know what I wear? I wear more than than one because I was end up giving them away. You know, so I just in the morning it just becomes part of my you know routine. You know, I get my. Uh, my cup of coffee, put my rings on, and I put my bait, you know, bracelets on, and then by the end of the day, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just part of what I do. <laughs> but,
1: well, we thank you very much for that. No worries. Back to Facebook. Before we start talking about uh-huh. the Sucker Free MC, um, I, I'm guilty. I'm on it a lot, you know, and because I am I work on, with the bait, with the newsletter and the website, I and I also run the Facebook page for Long Island Debate, I find it necessary to... Um, just even simple things. People post a billion pictures, and they're right. great pictures, and I can take them, and I can put them into the newsletter. I can put them on the website. Mm-hmm. I put them on the Facebook page. Um, there's things that go on that um, that the public, our, especially our community, needs to be aware of. Uh, right. Recently, I know Jim mentioned this last week, but somebody had reached out to a bait. They found a saddlebag on the LIE, and they called a bait, and they said, what, you know, we found this thing, and we want to find the owner. Is there a way to do it? So we put this little post on Facebook, about this find out now it's a $4,700 saddlebag. And in a couple of hours, the person, you know, found that we were able to link up the people. The person was found. So, you know, it's really crucial, I think, um, now to get really positive stuff out there. I know know Facebook is also labeled sometimes as drama book. You know, I understand (laughs) that. (laughs) You know, and, and we try to keep it positive. I know with Sucker Free, it's a little bit different um and you can talk about that sure but we keep um you know with with the, the Abate site you know we keep it really about you know what we do uh we're supporting all the um, the motorcycle community with their flyers we post um all sorts of things on there just mm-hmm. um to get the word out to our community um so yeah i think it's a i think it's a a great outlet and a great uh way of advertising and a great you know news putting news stuff out um it's, fa-
2: it's fantastic if, if you know how to use it. And I think, uh, you know, I I think you'll see the clubs that do really well with Facebook is because they've established within that organization the the parameters of how you use it, uh, why you should use it, and things of that nature. I mean, you, you can only control your members but to, to a degree, you know. But let's say that if you have a Facebook handle with your name and then the name of your club, then obviously... Uh, you have to adhere to the guidelines set, set up by your club. But the clubs that have embraced social networking, uh, partly because they have to, there's no way at this point that you can say, don't do it. Everybody's, you know, everybody's doing it. It's almost like oxygen now. You know, one of the things that uh, I speak to my clients, you know, in, uh, in my business, and, you know, we talk about this, but it's true. Facebook is a new morning coffee, you know, So people will go on Facebook before they have a cup of coffee now. So Mm -hmm. everybody's on it. So a matter of uh, the clubs knowing how to use it to get certain information out. And I think one of the things that I've done, uh, you know, in counseling certain clubs and how to to use it is controlling the information that goes out about you, you know, because if you allow uh, the general public to dictate what people want, what they say about you, more often than not, number one, the word gang is often used when, when uh, speaking about a club. It's always the negative things, you know, but you adopt a highway. No one wants to talk about that, you know. You uh, you raise money for kids or whatever, whatever uh, you know, charity that the club is. Nobody wants to talk about that because nobody got ki- It's not Sunday Anarchy, right? So the, the, the public, the general news outlets don't want to talk about it. So one of the things that I try to tell clubs is, Empower yourself to control the information that's going out about about you, and a great way to do that and at no cost is you know social networking specifically facebook mm-hmm. so it's a it's a, great, it's a great tool if you know how to use it that's, right.
1: <laughs> that's the big thing if
2: Yes, you know, he says uh, you shouldn't post all the pictures from the parties. Not everything, uh, not everything needs to be out there. Not everything. No, I
1: agree. <laughs> I know we've all seen some stuff, read some stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, it says sometimes it cringes. Yeah, yeah. Or you're drinking your coffee. Well, like you said, it's you're drinking your coffee and reading this. It's like your daily, your own personal daily news with the people that you know. Right. You know, you're reading news stuff. And also the news, you know, I'm I'm linked up, I think, to Newsday and Channel 12 on there, you know, and I read all this this stuff that's going on. So, I think it's a, you know, I'm glad I remember MySpace. And MySpace, you know, I, not to knock MySpace, it was a great way to start it, you know. And then once Facebook came along, it was it just took off.
2: No, it it, it did, and and uh, you know, originally it was created, you know, to connect uh, old friends, and college friends, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, now, I mean, it's certainly still used for interconnectivity, but I think the people that a little bit more advanced in terms of uh, its application, you can launch, I mean, I've launched a business on there um, at no cost. Uh, You know, people are selling, selling things. They're getting their word out. They're making themselves celebrities, Mm -hmm. you know, so, I mean, look, anybody, we always joke around about this, but any woman who has an iPhone is now a model, <laughs> uh, you know, thanks to the, <laughs> those apps and, you know, Facebook. So, I mean, Facebook, again, if you're enterprising, and if you have that entrepreneurial spirit, can really become something that can uh, make you money and be positive. And at the same time, you know, it can be something negative if you don't know what you're doing and uh, you get caught up in it.
1: Right. I agree. Okay, so you know, I went on this uh, this afternoon to look at your page, and again, I, I have learned so much from the Sucker Free MC site. It's you know, some of the stuff is baffling, some of the stuff is you know, thought provoking. Um, but for the most part, I whatever whatever's on there, me personally, I take what I need out of that and I, right. I use it. Um, and I noticed you're at about twenty two thousand followers right now. Is that yeah, right?
2: Yeah, that's that's uh. There's about 18, 18 and change on the actual Sucker Free page and about another five on mine. It's all together, aggregate. It's about 22,000, 22,000 followers. Subscribers, we call them, because we consider that page a magazine because of the content, the way that we produce it. So we have about 22,000 subscribers right now.
1: Congratulations. <laughs>
2: That's great. <laughs> um,
1: when did you start it?
2: Um, you know what? It started uh, back in uh, 2011, I believe, just in my garage. It started off as a... I was actually starting a book and um you know I just wanted uh I just it, I just started as a little a blog to be honest you know it's just talking about I to be brutally honest my dissatisfaction with the uh with the way the MC community specifically on the urban side was and um it was too long uh to write in uh, just a typical Facebook post so I just started writing a blog and broke it up into different chapters and people, I didn't publish it. I, I did publish it, but I didn't advertise it. But somehow people found it. And then, you know, one week it's uh, it's 50 people. The next week it's 100. And it grew and things happened. So I am I still see it as me being the angry angry biker in the garage with the uh, bottle of Jack Daniels riding <laughs> at the keyboard. But it's a little bigger than that now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And you have uh, how many uh, people are linked to it that help you with it?
2: Ah, uh, man, we have a uh, probably editorial staff of about five to seven um, regulars, and then uh, we have uh, maybe a couple freelancers, and then we have some technical people um, who do because uh, who do the uh, you know they do all the uh, computer stuff uh, for me because well, number one I don't have time, and people don't believe me when I tell them I'm actually not very good at Facebook. You know, you tell me do this and do that, I was like, listen, I know what I'm doing, right? I know what I'm doing from a holistic level, but when you start getting pokes and, and games and I don't know any of that stuff. Look, mm-hmm. we have a magazine, we run the magazine and then we get the hell out of it. That. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of looking
1: at it. <laughs> I should, you know, I'm thinking out loud, you know, Long Island Debate, it should be a magazine because I, I get the pokes all, and I don't know what to do with that stuff. I'm like, ah, you know, this is just information, you know, information for everybody.
2: Well, you know what, the thing that... um the thing that you you, you, you you learn as you go along, right? Because certainly when we first started this years ago, it didn't look like this. And what we started to find over time was not only are the editors, the, the specific editors have a following, but the different features on the page have a very specific following. People come on the page sometimes just to look at the girls. And some people want to see specifically what I'm saying or or one of the other editors because everyone has a different voice and different point of view. I mean, not not even all the editors agree on things, but they have their own point of view, their own spin. They have their own following. So we learned that it started to become a magazine all 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 of its own. Mm-hmm. So uh, we didn't. Uh, all we had to do was realize uh, what was happening and try to, you know, make sense of it as it was happening. So
1: okay, okay I'm going to take a pause for a second. Okay, um, so tell me. I mean, I wrote down here the mission for Sucker Free. So why why, why do you do
2: it? Well, um, you know, one of the things that uh, we found was that a lot of people, even though they might claim, you know, MC, they have no idea what it means. They have no idea about the history. They have no idea about the uh, the protocols, the tradition. Uh, they don't know how to do very, what, what I would think to be very simple things. I was very shocked that, you know, uh, very basic protocols. People just didn't know. And um, instead, uh, and I felt, and a lot of people were intimidated to go out and find it or they were embarrassed because they didn't know, you know. And uh, so what uh, myself and a few people did, you know, we just basically laid out some very, what we thought, again, uh, very basic protocols in terms of, for instance, you don't ever take off your club vest and leave it hanging around anywhere. Now, it sounds elementary to you. Mean maybe you and me, but a lot of people didn't realize that, and how it's disrespectful to the club to do something like that, or even how to take Facebook pictures with uh, with a vest. A lot of people, you know, they'll wear their vest on their chest, and uh, they didn't realize that you're not supposed to do something like that according to to uh, tradition. So, you know, what we decided to do was just put out those very basic, um, and maybe maybe it's not so basic in some some cases uh, protocols that go with those two letters on your back. And, you know, I just want to say and make sure that people understand, you know, we all belong to different clubs on the staff. Uh, we do not represent the views of our club, uh, respective clubs. Um, what we, what we do speak from is a general, uh, protocol, uh, point of view. And we tell everyone that goes on the page, ultimately, the, uh, the, uh, the big club in your area is the one that decides how things are going to go, but what we do provide you is at least some knowledge before you go to that club uh, and you understand why things may go here, things may go there, and so we provide that sort of thing, but we don't enforce anything. Um, we're not interested in that. We're just—it's just a matter of exposure mm-hmm. and uh, education. What well, we say—it's three—it's the three E's: exposure, education, entertainment. Because we do try to make it fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, at times, it does get heated on there, because uh, sometimes people bring their opinions to a fact fight, and I think they leave um, very embarrassed when they keep coming up against the editors. And my editors are incredibly articulate. They're very professional. And uh, if you come at them sideways, they're probably gonna let you go straight. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it can be a little edgy at times, but I think that's all part of what makes, uh, you know, Sucker Free really interesting and why we have uh, today up to 23, 23 subscribers and we're growing by at least 200 people a week. So um, I guess we're doing okay. <laughs>
1: doing right. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you know, when I personally, when I read, Information on there, I take out what I need. You know, right. there's a lot of things I didn't know about either. I'm not in an MC, but there's a lot of things I didn't know.
2: And, and and I, you know, that makes that makes me feel good. And what we've been able to do is also expand. One of the things that you said, one of the, the first exposures you had to when we were discussing what happened on the West Side Highway, and uh, in New York City, and that's still a hot topic now. And one of the things that we've used, we've been able to take that incident. Uh, And we've been able to stress why it's important to ride in formation, what that formation is, um, how you do it. And then also we're also also able to piggyback on, you know, putting a positive image out there and uh, why this worked against everybody. You know, a lot of people think because they were just sport bike riders or because a lot of those guys weren't wearing a vest, it didn't affect anybody but them. And that's not the case. And one of the things that we've tried to do in psych is get people to understand, you know, civilians don't distinguish between a cruiser and a, and a crotch rocket. You're in a vest. You're not in a vest. You're in an outlaw club. You're in a 99%. They don't distinguish. You're a, you're a thug or you're part of a gang because you're wearing a leather vest, mm-hmm. you know. So we've used, you know, certain incidents in the public eye to bring a positive spin, if you will. Uh, to the overall community and uh, so we've expanded we're sort of like uh, someone called us like the CNN of the uh, motorcycle community and uh, whether you're liberal or conservative I'm going to take that as a positive and just say uh, we are neutral but we try to get the news out there how about that we're not Fox News but we're not CNN how about that (laughs) there you go
1: I know when that incident happened. Uh, right afterwards, we had a press conference in uh, Farmingville on Bald Hill. You mm-hmm. know, just to say that you know, for the most part, ninety-nine percent of us aren't like that. We don't ride like that. You know, right. we we you know we want to put out a positive image of the motorcycle community. We have a great motorcycle community on the island and in the city. You Absolutely. know, and we still have to take those people that ride those bikes and do what they do they're still under us as far as a bait we still have to look out for them we have to protect them right. we have to make sure that they're not getting hurt and killed and um, hit by cars you know and it's hard to when they when they're doing stuff like that you know they they're giving us the negative image and we still have to you know watch out for them no, you know? I, abso- we're still on absolutely. their side absolutely i know? think
2: uh, one of the things that we've tried to communicate and it doesn't really And unfortunately, when you're dealing a lot of times with people that perhaps might be uh, defensive or uh, immature, as ugly as it may sound, they don't understand that you don't need to be in a club to share in that fellowship of two wheels, right? So it's important to people like you and me that, you know, someone who's not in my club still gets home safely. But it's also important to me that you're not out there misrepresenting everybody. You know what I'm saying? So. You have to you have to understand the responsibility that you have to your fellow rider, fellow biker, whether he's in a club or not, on a crotch rocket or a cruiser. It, you still have a responsibility to be uh, responsible. And look, I'm not saying don't do crazy. I mean, look, we all, we all do crazy I told, I told you, we were walking in, Nancy and I were coming in, I was telling her a story. I just, I just got pulled over doing what 85 in the 30 mile per hour uh so so look i'm not saying i'm mr i'm mr perfect i'm certainly not but you know let's just you know you try to curtail the uh the bad behavior to uh you know certain times i guess a minimum but there you go <laughs>
1: Okay, we're going to take a short break so we can give a shout-out to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Thank you.
0: If you ride, you likely know the name Mitchell Proner, the attorney who handles more motorcycle accident cases each year than the average lawyer sees in a lifetime. A longtime biker and advocate for riders' rights, Mitchell has settled or tried motorcycle cases to verdicts in at least 30 New York County Supreme Courts. But what you might not be aware of is his unmatched pro bono record with many motorcycle rights organizations, including Long Island Debate. That's why they recommend and Mitchell's latest free rider resource The Motorcyclist Sandbook. Each page delivers strategies for staying safe and making sure you and your family are prepared in the unfortunate event of a motorcycle accident. So grab your free copy today at BikerHelp.com or call 1-800-PRO-LAW-1 For the last 25 years motorcycle accident victims and their families have turned to Mitchell for advice. Remember, if you or a loved one is injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-PRO-LAW-1 or visit BikerHelp.com and don't forget to grab the Motorcyclist Sandbook for free. Again, call 1 800 Pro Law or bikerhelp.com.
3: Attention contractors and all business owners. Not happy with your insurance agent or broker? Are you just paying too much? Specialized Insurance opens at 7 a.m. A five minute call can save you up to 50%. Call 631 758 6780. We insure all types of businesses, including property, workers' comp, and liability. Specialized Insurance can even package all your policies together. Any business, any size. We don't charge fees for certificates or New York Comp fund renewals celebrating 22 years in business are you tired of paying too much for your auto home flood motorcycle or any of your insurance just one call does it all call specialized insurance at 631-758-6780 for all of your insurance needs including life and health and anything else more coverage less money there's no need to go anywhere else let specialized insurance help you save with over 50 companies to choose from we do the shopping for you we also have homeowner's warranties never pay for a repair again call 631 631- Three one seven five eight sixty seven eighty, or log on to SpecializedInsurance.com Download our app at smm.us.
0: Need a motorcycle license? Get one in less than three hours for experienced riders. Avoid the tickets or having your bike impounded. Get legal the quick and easy way at Steve's Motorcycle School. Thinking about riding? Lessons are one-on-one. No group training. Patient-friendly instructors teach at your ability. Not you keeping up with a group. Easy to ride motorcycles are supplied. They're perfect to learn on. Steve's also offers discounts for motorcycle club members and groups. Visit online at stevesmotorcycleschool.com or call 631-REV Ride. That's 631-738-7433. Over twenty years of motorcycle training experience, licensed by New York State D M V. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. Oh,
1: okay, thank you. We're back. Um so tell me about when you got pulled over.
2: Oh yeah, the um uh, you know, like I was saying, yeah everybody I mean look you're on a bike you're not always gonna you know, I was gonna follow you' you know so uh I was out riding the bike it was like six in the morning there's no one there's no one out and uh you know you you get lost in your thoughts you know and uh, by the time the uh the police officer pulled me over I, I'm pretty sure that I was doing well according to him I was going about 80 <laughs> according to him I don't know because my eyes were on the road i I wasn't looking at the odometer but he said I was going about 80, 85 in a 30, 35 mile power zone. So I was like, all right, that's not gonna, it's not gonna be good. So uh, you know, I give him my license and registration, and uh he takes it and he, he's looking at me, and then he said, Um, are you preach from uh It's like a free MC? And I looked at him, I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, I just ordered two shirts from you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, we started talking and uh basically just told me uh to be careful and uh how much you love the site you know he said uh you know he's uh he's a police officer but he he's a biker you know and he said uh he's not directly involved in the community but he he has friends and he is uh he truly enjoys being around it and he said he's learned so much um understanding what his role is as a as a police officer in this civilian life and and considering being in an lemc and then and then hanging out with a you know, a certain group in uh, our side of the tracks, and he said he's just learned a lot from the site. He was incredibly appreciative, and uh, you know, things like that are very, very humbling. And uh, you get an idea of just how much social networking uh, puts you out there, uh, and and that that to me that's in that's in a good way. There's certainly bad bad. Um, believe me, there's some bad uh, side effects, or you know, um, of it. And I I certainly incurred that because of my role uh with sucker free there there's a lot of tension there um but you know you, you gotta you gotta balance that with such the the good things we get me personally i get at least one or two emails thanking me a day and the uh the editors i mean we currently have over 400 emails we haven't even gone through and there's always someone in there thanking us for uh doing something positive in their group and um so you know the 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 bad things that happened, and when I say bad things, someone's feelings got hurt, you know um it doesn't really amount or uh it it really doesn't distract us from all the love that we get and all the positive feedback and uh from you know whether it's a one percent club ninety nine percent you know it's just it's just uh it's it's been a beautiful ride but um like i tell i I tell the others I'm looking forward to shutting it down. Because uh, when we do shut it down, that means the, uh, we've done what we're supposed to do, you know. And uh, we'd all rather be out riding than arguing with strangers on Facebook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you find yourself repeating um, protocols, the well,
2: protocols over? Y- well, yeah, because you got to, you know, we have to tell the readers this, too, because you have to understand that, you know, we're getting new readers every single day and the archives go back years. Right. And even though we have someone on staff that works to archive old stories, it still takes a lot to go back two years. And because you have to remember, we we average about six, six or seven posts a day. Mm -hmm. And then you multiply that by three years and seven. You know, it's a lot. So a lot of times, you know, we'll rehash and sometimes um, we'll just answer, you know, in the back in the background. Um, But there are certain protocols that we do repeat because we do realize that people uh, need it. They haven't gotten it the first time. I think one of the most popular ones is, you know, how what are you supposed to do if uh, you're giving— let's say you're giving a woman a ride and she's in, a, in another club, right? And that always comes out, I would say, honestly, about three times a month. So we do at least repeat that one at least twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um, rag, uh, in terms of what you do with your rags, we always talk about that at least three times a week. Uh, people are surprised in terms of you're not supposed to leave them here— where certain patches go, what you're not supposed to do here and there. That it's, You know, we had, um, I think, one of the most incredible uh, threads we ever had on there. Uh, someone posted a picture if, of a club, and uh, he had all the social networking logos on the back of his vest. Because he wanted to let everybody know where they can get in contact with the club. And it was just, I mean, people were just like, you don't do, you can't, you know, you have you have your club patch back there. Then you have Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram and Yahoo. It just looked nuts. And uh, But he honestly didn't know. You know, so when people say, you know, there are certain uh, readers that are like, why are you talking about this? Everybody knows this. And I, honestly, that's not true. Nope. Everyone doesn't know that. So... You know, It takes a little bit of patience, but if we rehatch uh, a story or a protocol, we try to do a different spin on it, or uh, I have an editorial staff that'll assign stories to different people, get a different angle, and I'm not as involved in it as I used to be, which um, actually I'm very happy about. I have an editor-in-chief, and my stuff has to go through him now, too, Um, and he runs the page, and uh, we talk on a more executive level in terms of what we want to do and steer it, but I I'm very very happy that I don't have to be on there every single day posting. I go in there like everyone else now. I go in there and I read something. I'm like, ooh, that was good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm I'm really happy about that. It,
1: it, yeah, you <laughs> <He>
2: said that. <laughs> and, and then you know sometimes you know I'll see something and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that, you know. And uh, I'll call the editor and we'll talk about it some more and then we'll expand expand on it. So I love going on. You know, one of the things that I always say is I may be a founder, but I may be a founder of the page, but I'm still a student. Because, you know, I meet bikers who have a lot more experience than I. You know, I have, I have I, through the years, I think I have about, now about 130,000 miles under, under my butt in terms of riding, and I have a lot of experience being exposed to clubs and being in certain environments. But there's always someone that knows more than me. There's always someone that's ridden more than me. So I love hearing their stories and learning from them and things of that nature. So when I go on the page and I see that, you know, I still get excited. And not to mention we post pictures of hot girls every day. So, you know, at the very least.
1: (laughs) And every now and again you're throwing a guy there.
2: Yeah, we try not to, though. We try not to. Every now and again. I mean, listen, look. Do guys look good on a motorcycle half naked? Come on.
1: I have a picture of a guy. Can, wait, can I can I say this? <laughs> it was all over Facebook. A guy naked on his motorcycle. Hey, all the girls love that. Did, do you really? Yes.
2: Well, I don't care what you like. We're not posting it. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Well, you know what? We we tried every once in a while, and the and the guys protested that the page just goes nuts. Ah, there's naked men on motorcycles. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love all the girls' reactions. Though. They're great. You know. Yeah, they are. You, have, you know, when I read everybody's, I just, like, chuckle. You get to know these people, their personalities, what they're passionate about, what they're compassionate about, you know, right. what they can't stand. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> you know, you y- get to know these people. And you
2: always have a guy on there telling, uh, you know, uh, ask telling a woman to go make a sandwich. Go after make a sandwich. Sh- yeah, <laughs> that's always. I, I think, you know, someone actually suggested we should come out with some sort of vending machine, you know, with uh it's like a free m c sandwiches because if we talk about sandwiches on the page as much as we do protocol, go figure right <laughs> I
1: think the and I'll make this quick, I think the the biggest the the picture that got me was the girl, and I'm not knocking her right because you know nobody knew this when she took the vest off and put it on a bush, and oh, that was yeah. that was a, that was a big to do oh yeah, yeah that, you that don't that take was, your vest off and have it posing on a bush
2: that was uh that was absolutely uh but, yeah, but you know what I she didn't know she didn't know didn't and. Know. One of the things that I'm so proud the editor in chief, um, you know, after a picture was put up there, he reached out to her and he reached out to her before and she she didn't really. She was like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once she saw the reaction from her peers, all of a sudden she was now more open to learning and understanding. And uh, since that's happened, I consider that a uh, one of the sucker free moments that are a victory, yeah. not more so for us, but for her and her club, because now they know not to do something like that. And, you know, they can be seen more, uh, you know, more respectfully. That's right.
1: I'd like to thank our sponsors, Mitch Proner of Proner and Proner Law Firm, Steve Sorensen of Steve's Motorcycle School, and Rich Rossi of the Specialized Insurance. We have some upcoming upcoming events for this week. Uh, July 8th is a Long Island debate general meeting at Cathedral Pines. Uh, we have a barbecue at 630. Meeting starts at 730. July 12th is the Alpha Riders event. July 13th is the Hells Angels Long Island Freedom Rally, as well as a 24-7 Riders West Trophy Party. And also on the same day is a kickstands-up poker run for the homeless veterans over at the Red River Inn. Um, Please contact these clubs if you'd like more information. I'd like to thank Preach very much for being here. Thank you. Please remember, look twice, save a life, watch for motorcycles. Have a great rest of your week, and ride safe, everyone.